good day for a good day. This is Corey Getz and I am beyond fired up to be here with you to uh, take this podcast to the next level. That's my passion. And we're going to have all sorts of people on here. We're going to have friends of mine that are athletes, musicians, entrepreneurs, different types of people from different industries that have inspiring stories. But let's get right into it. Uh, The first person I had on today to have as my first guest, Scotty Savage, my dear friend, current professional hockey player and free agent. He sat down with me to talk about the ups and downs that comes with the road to recovery with his knee injury and what it has taken to get back on the ice to continue to pursue his dream. You know, some might say that the show's over, but I know Savvy would say the show must go on. Yeah, baby. How's life been? Life's been good, man. Just uh, like it, like you said, uh, just trying to make the comeback happen officially. So I've just been on the uh, physical therapy and rehab grind. And then, uh, you know, obviously back at it um, pretty hard in the gym for training. And then I'm um, starting to uh, pick things up uh, again on the ice, which is, uh, you know, an encouraging step into uh, making the comeback happen. That's great. You know, something that I think a lot of hockey fans and like viewers don't know and see is the behind the scenes of it all with recovery and injury, surgery. The day-to-day, you know, like you have to train, but you have to recover at the same time. So I guess like I want to give like a behind-the-scenes type of view for these guys, people that are listening and watching. What's what's it been like for you? You know, after surgery, I know you've had – it's a knee injury and you had knee surgery. You can you can kind of dive into it a little bit, but what's the day-to-day been like for you uh, going forward right now? Yeah, so essentially um, it's been 16 months since my injury. Um, I had two surgeries. My second surgery was June 17th, and uh, I've been on the grind since that date. But yeah, I got home in August, and uh, since August um, it's been PT three days a week, and then uh, I you know, was working out twice a week, and then I'd say it shifted in February to uh, three workouts a week and then two uh, PT sessions. So, yeah, it's uh, – you know, hockey season is only seven months, but we call it a year-round sport, you know, for us because um, you get home, you get your month off, you get to have your fun and kind of unwind a bit from the season. And then, you know, most guys who played this year got back in the gym around June 1st, depending on how long their playoff run was. And then those guys are typically Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday in the gym. And then, you know, usually around the 4th of July um, or maybe a little bit earlier if the guys are playing in Europe, that's when we start skating. Most guys are on the ice twice a week for all of July. And then uh, we usually bump it up to three times. Uh, maybe for um, in August and then, you know, you're off to training camp in September because uh, you have to be in the best shape, um, you know, you possibly can for training camp for testing. And uh, obviously they want to see you coming into camp in shape because um, if you're not, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb, um, right. you know, because training camps is super rigorous progress uh, process. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a grind, but, um, you know, you get your work in in the morning and then usually have your afternoons to kind of recover, relax, go to the beach. Um, so it's not all bad, but it's definitely uh, summer's a critical time for, uh, for a hockey player. I feel like this is the first time you've actually had some type of interview in a long time. <laughs> it's been too long. 
but yeah, uh, it's, been, it's, been it's, just, it's just us catching up. But honestly, I think it's taken a lot of time for you to get back on the skates, though. I mean, that's been how long has it been through that process? Yeah, so my first skate uh, was, uh, I'd say, three or four weeks ago. That was my first time in full year uh, in about 16 months. So it was super refreshing, but um, felt like, you know, it had been an eternity, um, you know, having something that you're so used to having uh, taken away from you, um, you know, when really it had when you had no control over it uh, was pretty tough. But, um, yeah, I was super excited to be back out there with the guys, just kind of, you know, shooting the fuck around and um, kind of being back in the locker room with all the banter and uh, all that kind of stuff was uh, was definitely refreshing mentally it's like the it's the thing mental more than physical i think you have to get strongest and then really like elevate yourself and to getting back to normal but also to even get even better in, in that mental state you know but once you get i mean how do you feel right now like skating uh i feel okay yeah there's yeah. things that are definitely hard for me um my first five or six strides uh don't feel great or uh for me it's my right knee so coming out of uh, turning a right and then kind of exploding the other direction um, is something that I'm kind of struggling with. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say I'm at probably 60, 70%, uh, maybe a little bit more, but um, I'm still a ways out from being, you know, I couldn't get medically cleared right now and I couldn't complete, you know, a full training camp. So, um, you know, I skated yesterday and, you know, I don't yeah. feel fit enough today as far as my knee goes to, to skate today. So um, yeah, we have, we have a ways to go, but um, you know, we're, we're working on it one day at a time. I think it's from all those late nights out, big fella. Yeah, we got to keep the mental happy. That's, that's, that's part your, of the process, right? You, you got to get some sun. Work, yeah, out, the work hard in the week and uh, yeah, definitely you know, enjoy yourself on the weekends here and there. You go crazy. That's right. So, I mean, it sounds like a couple months away, maybe, you know, do you have a timetable with the doctors have said or how you feel personally? Unfortunately not. It's kind of just kind of... Uh, the pace that my knee wants to go is the pace it's going to go at. Um, I need to be ready by, you know, early September, um, early October at the latest. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely feeling the pressure, feeling the time crunch, but you know, I think it's something that we can pull off, um, mm -hmm. staying positive, but at the same time, um, there is part of me that, you know, knows maybe it might be time to, uh, to move on, but you know, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Um, cause I'm throwing everything I can at obviously, you know, returning. So, that's the focus. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll be good to go by, uh, September, October for uh, the start of training camp. I believe you will be there and you'll be ready to go. One thing that I think a lot of people don't see in the background is how, like what happens after you, you come back from an injury and getting a job, getting back in with a new team or a former team. What's that process like? You have your agent, you go out fishing a little, what, it, what is it, ha what happens with you and your agent and other teams? Yeah. So everything's, kind of on pause obviously because i'm not medically cleared um, we're not sure if i'm going to be able to, to you know i couldn't commit to a team tomorrow right if they offered me because i don't know if my knee is going to get to that point so uh we're kind of just in a, in a waiting game almost but at the same time yeah we're putting some dealers out to uh american league teams uh for camps that i could potentially go to there and then obviously for uh echl contracts with a couple of different teams um free agency is just kind of starting um i'm a free agent so yeah, we're just kind of waiting. It's really, at, we're at the mercy of my knee, uh, but at the same time, we're starting to do due diligence on our end to, uh, you know, see some potential spots for me to play. And uh, yeah, that conversation will kind of um, increase as I'm getting closer to understanding, you know, hey, we're going to be able to do this or hey, it's, you know, not looking as likely. And then obviously those conversations will kind of quiet back down. We'll be uh, jumping back on the podcast when you do sign with the new team. How about that? Sounds sure. good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. There you go. 
Uh, one thing I want to move into and transition to, into is your historic college team you played for, Boston College. And I think that you got a lot of playing time with certain players that are actually in the show just lighting it up right now. And I want to mention a few. Thatcher Demko, uh, good buddy of yours in Vancouver, Alex Tuck Buffalo, Johnny Gujo Calgary, Kevin Hayes Philly. How was it getting to know those guys and playing with them? Yeah, yeah. My time at VC was awesome, uh, obviously. Uh, I went in my, I think, yeah, 2013 was my freshman year, and uh, BC had won a national championship in 2008, 2010, and 2012. So the the program was in a really good state. Um, you know, they were having a lot of success. Obviously, Coach York is one of the best college coaches to ever do it, if not the best. Obviously, I think he's the GOAT. But, um, yeah, so it was, I went in uh, as a freshman, a really good opportunity, a really good time. And, uh, yeah, I got to play with all, you know, all the guys that you mentioned. And, you know, there's several several – uh, several more that are on the show now, which is, you know, really cool to see. Uh, but yeah, my freshman year was special. Uh, I got to see Johnny Goudreau have 80 points in 40 games, which was obviously remarkable. And then, you know, he was on line with Kevin Hayes, who's had a ton of success uh, in the NHL. And uh, obviously Thatch was, was our goalie and he's an absolute stud um, and a good friend of mine still to this day. So yeah, it was really special, but you know, those are the guys that, you know, we got to play with and play around that, that brought a lot of success to our team over uh, my four seasons there. I think Demko's due for a cup. I think he's, he deserves it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's just his career in the NHL, you know, he's finally broken through and last year he was, you know, obviously sensational, but it's, he's only going to get better, man. Like he is truly such a remarkable uh, goalie and he's a great guy. And I couldn't agree more that he's deserving of a cup. Obviously Vancouver uh, needs to, to build out a little bit more for right. that to become a reality. But um, yeah, he's any game that he's in, you know, he's going to give your team a chance to win. So uh, whether it's in Vancouver, if he ends up going, you know, going elsewhere, I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, yeah, he's going to give you a chance to win. He's, he's phenomenal. Unreal. And a good story because he's from San Diego. He's a Cali guy like you. Um, yeah. One thing I want to transition into, I know you did watch the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. You were keeping a you know, close eye on it with me. What did you think? Did you think that the abs and lightning would be in the cup final? Like what was your thoughts on the whole playoffs? Well, uh, I did a bracket and uh, had misses through the whole bracket and pool over the gym. So, you know, it's definitely luck. I, you know, I did my, I did the bracket with my eyes closed, but uh, I did have Colorado Tampa in the final with Colorado winning. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, brag too much, but I had a pretty, you know, I wish I put one in online because I think it would have done, you know, pretty well. Um, but yeah, man, I, I knew Colorado was an absolute, you know, wagon this year with the car and all the other guys that they've got there. And then uh, Tampa, you know, they had a chance at, you know, three feeding. And uh, once they made it through the first round, I, I knew they were going to, they were going to go on a run. And obviously they were pretty banged up while the injury reports came out, uh, which is, right. you know, always interesting to see at the end of playoffs, uh, not to make excuses for Tampa, but, you know, you can only imagine, right. If they were, you know, let's say 20% more healthy, um, you know, that series probably would have been even closer, but I couldn't be more happy for Colorado. It's insane how much of a battle it is. And they battle through all those injuries. You just don't know. And they look like they're fine, which is, you would know being a professional hockey player. Oh, no, it's, it's just incredible. I mean, those guys playing with those injuries, you know, a lot of guys miss weeks, miss, you know, half of a season for certain things. Guys are playing with, you know, fully broken ankles. It's that's what makes playoff hockey so special. You know, it, it, I think it's truly the hardest uh, professional sport to win in just for what it takes, the amount of games, the travel, you know, because, you know, not only, they, you know, they're injured, you know, you're flying and flying makes your injuries worse, things like that, playing every other day. Um, yeah, obviously I'm biased, but 
I, it's just, it's incredible to see, you know, what those guys put their bodies through to, uh, to win a cup. It's wild. So looking ahead with, with, uh, the NHL, if you could guess, or, you know, point out who do you think is going to win the cup in this upcoming 2023 year? What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, I, it's gonna be interesting to see how, you know, free agency pans out, but right. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Florida involved. I wouldn't be shocked to see Colorado involved again. Um, I think Vegas, you know, should be very solid. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's last year was the most exciting playoffs, obviously in a long time with, you know, fans being back and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I would keep an eye on Florida for sure. I think Carolina's, you know, definitely still got depth to go far again. Um, so it'll be a lot of the same, but, um, yeah, I think, I think Colorado, as long as they have McKinnon and McCarr there, um, they right. can bring in, you know, a couple of players. There's talks they might get flurry if they don't get Kemper back. Like right. they're, they might be the new dynasty, you know? They, I mean, when they played against Tampa, like they kept it in their zone the whole time. They kept hounding Tampa. Tampa didn't know what to do. They're like, where the fuck did this team come from? <laughs> That's what it kind of looked like, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Surprising. Um, but I do want to bring up one player that you just mentioned, and that's Kale McCarr. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. People that, you know, are not familiar with him were like, where did, what is this? Like, Hedman's great, but Kale McCarr? Yeah, I think he's the best defenseman in the NHL, man. Crazy. He can do it all. He can play 30-plus minutes a night. He contributes offensively. He's on the PK. I mean, he just is your, you know, amazing he's like a, a two-way defenseman but he's a super two-way defenseman you know like he had almost had 30 goals in the man and then you know is on the pk and you know contributing and playing against the you know the top lines and shut down i mean he can do absolutely everything and he's just he's a game breaker um yeah so he's gonna be fun to watch over the next several years for sure definitely the best defenseman in the league did you know much about him before he came into the show uh no i'd heard his name and he was at umass and played with one of my buddies um you know he was telling me like well dude this kid is is gonna make it and he's gonna be an elite player and then just sucks uh, he went to he went to umass amherst but he was there uh after i left so i never got to play against him but yeah he was an absolute stud in college and obviously his you know rookie year in the nhl he you know had a pretty amazing season and now he's gonna probably be a top two defenseman for quite some time in the nhl Right. He's going to keep winning. I want to transition into a big subject. I hear a lot of uh, rumors that um, you're like the goat of gaming, but what the fuck? For, <laughs> let's talk Fortnite. Oh, it, dude, I, uh, Fortnite. Unfortunately, since my move up to uh, Coast Mason Newport, that's, you know, I had the, the, the PC has been off for quite some time. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things where, you know, during the season, it's really what it kind of has come from. It's like, yeah. You work, you know, your, your work day, let's call it on a, on a practice day at home. You go to the rink at 8 a.m. You know, you're out of there by 12, 1230. You go grab lunch with the boys and then you come back. It's one o'clock. You're doing like one of three things. You're napping. You're going to like the mall or going to a movie, doing something with the fellas or you're playing video games. Like those are your three choices, really. Um, you know, some guys, you know, when I have wives or family in town, like, you know, they're doing their own thing. But there really isn't much else to do. And you're just kind of trying to recover through the week, through the season, you know, you're playing 72 games in seven months. So, you know, it's just a fun hobby. And it's also a good way to like keep in touch with guys that you played with or, uh, right. you know, friends from home, things like that. So um, yeah, it's just been kind of a staple for me during the season. And, you know, it's uh, a good way to keep in touch with the uh, you know, old buddies that I played with and stuff like that. Right. It's such a common thing for these athletes, especially NHL pros that are single like you said, that love to jump on and catch up and all that. We have a good friend, Luke Anderson, the little pigeon. Uh, he did mention that you, Nieto, Nietzsche, 
and Nate McKinnon used to play a lot. And uh, I think that's funny. I think that's great. If you had to pick one of those guys, who would you pick to be on your team out of all four, including you? Uh, that you just named? Yes. McKinnon, oh, McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon every day of the week, man. That oh, guy, my loves, God. Absolutely loves uh, Fortnite. He's dedicated to the craft for sure. So I think I'm it's taking, a- I'm taking Nate all day. Nate's on there every night, I feel like. No question. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's back on the sticks for sure through the summer. You know? Oh, that's yeah. great. That's awesome. Well, I want to, I want to kind of narrow it down to the wire at the end of this conclusion of, of this, of this epi with you, but I, I want to talk about your future because like I said, the reason why I brought you on today is because you have an inspiring story. I don't think your, your, uh, your dream's over. And a lot of people might say that, you know, I don't know if I have it in me to, to keep going, but I think you do. And mentally you're sharp. I mean, you're, you're strong, just like your, the rest of your family, you guys work hard. So what's the future hold you think? And, and how are we going to continue this passion and dream? What do you see uh, in front of you? Yeah, my, my, yeah, my goal is just to get to uh, an AHL training camp, you know, play well. Um, you know, it's been, I took a full season off. So I just want to go in there and get the cobwebs out, things like that. And then start the season and, you know, the ECHL and um, get off to a hot start and, you know, get called up to the American League as soon as I can. And, uh, you know, get as, as many American League games in this year as, you know, as, as I humanly can. And, then go from there um, and just get back on the, uh, get back on the grind for, you know, next couple of years and, and see, you know, what we can do with my career. So that's definitely the goal. Um, just got to focus on getting healthy now and uh, you know, the rest will take care of itself. So, you know, that's, that's where we're at. And I believe that will happen and we'll touch base too, when you do do all of that. And I think you'll ele- elevate your game, not just from the ECHL, AHL, but to more above of that in the show. I really do. So not to put too much pressure on you, Savvy. <laughs> yeah. All good. All good. I'll take it. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, I love you. And uh, I am so happy you're the first guy to jump on one-on-one with CG, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I think uh, we're going to do great things with this, uh, with this platform. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Thanks, man. I'm so happy you came on. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Baby, found out now I'm living in a hotel 